and we are live. Welcome back. You've reached a Mecca moment here with the boys at the Mecca of Banter. Here to recap maybe one of the worst performances I've ever personally watched from St. Louis, but not <laughs> I'm not trying to rip into it off the off the jump here. Uh, obviously, we've been going over the games uh, the last couple of weeks. We've had a lot to, to hit on quickly. Um, and I think we had more thoughts on this one than we've had on the last two combined. So mm-hmm. we wanted to hop in the booth, provide some uh, insight, jokes, comic relief, you know, lightheartedness. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, we'll check in. Yo, what's up, brother? Uh, what's going on, fellas? Um, I guess I'm like excited, but not excited to be here. It's like it's been such a weird feeling for me because I've gone my whole life like supporting United and just like saying directly what I feel. It's kind of almost like an adjustment period, especially when City's not doing well, to still just want to tee off. So we'll see kind of how my blood gets boiling as we get going here. But um, I mean, yeah, tough tough result last night. Um, but happy just to, to recap, and, and I think there are a few positives we can take from it as well. But yeah, good to see you, boys. Yep, and we're you know. We're 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 year two. I'm not ready to to tear the club down yet. Start over, rebuild. <laughs> but like sometimes you, yeah, I agree. It's reactionary. That's what we're here for. We're the armchair analysts. We're gonna talk our stuff. So, Hen, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I I think I I don't know. I might have gotten an award yesterday for t- like tweeting most tweets per I don't know hour than I ever did in the history of our Twitter account last night. I just uh, I just had some things to say last night, and I was like, "Twitter is my outlet." So um, you, I saw you, I saw you rolling, and I had to stop. Like I was going as well, and I was like, "All right, all right he's got it. He's got it for tonight." Yeah, I, I was responding to people that I had no business responding to. Like, I mean, like I, I was inserting us in conversations that did not include us. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, it is weird. I'm in the same boat as you are, Dubs. Or like. I'm normally just like fiery when it comes to, you know, the prem. Um, And I forget that like, not that we can't say stuff because we have an audience, but like people pay attention to what we say. And I'm like, (laughs) I think, I think we got to chill a little bit. So um, I'm excited to dive in too. I wish it was under better circumstances, but like, fellas, I woke up this morning just still like the fuck was that? You know, um, so that's just basically how I'm feeling right now. But glad to be here. Yep, we we were going to hit our rate limit last night because you're looking at probably the three most active members of of the Mecca on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, uh, and I I did the same thing, Doves. I was like the my favorite tweets on the feed were had already been sent from our account. I was like, all right, yeah. and, <laughs> and popping off here. This you know, it was better for me personally to say off Twitter. I'm glad someone was doing the job that needed to be done. Um, but yeah, we're I, like, gonna, we're gonna... I like sleep with my phone in a different room. And I was like, <laughs> this is like way too much information. But we're like, you know, we're, we're getting ready for bed because it's like 1130 or whatever it is. And like pages in bed. And, you know, I, I have my shirt off. I'm just in my boxers. And I'm standing in my kitchen with my phone plugged into the wall <laughs> fucking on Twitter, yep. just like wreaking havoc. So, yeah, my last like four tweets that I sent last night were all like. Yeah, just in a, a position I should have never been in. So we, the, I can guarantee you, including people in this this recording, that you were not the only person doing the exact same <laughs> yeah, thing. Brother, I was scrolling. Oh. I'd brush my teeth. Like night was over, and I I was just getting angry. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Go through it. 
We St. Louis City lost 1-0 last night to Houston Dynamo FC 2-2 on the aggregate away goal rule takes Houston through. Um and and it it was just from the jump not good. Like we we saw the lineup and you know, I'm cool with rotation and we have to rotate. I'm going to continue to come back to this and I was explaining it to to my girlfriend just that like we're playing these guys because we have to. We've got an injury bug a little bit on the back line. Um, there, there's things that you can't control, and fitness is super important. We saw that it played a huge role in our, our run last year. Um, so, you know, rotation. That's, that's, just where, that's just what I'm ending all of this with. But even with rotation, you want to play a style and system. We, we, we saw the lineup. You know, Watts is playing out of position at left back. Derwinski in at right. Wenzel, Nilsson, who was a surprise in my yeah, mind. Totally. Uh, Wenzel was not. We had Durkin, Kojima, Vasilev, Ostrock, Big Sam, and then Klaus. So the, we could have scored goals. Like, like the, the, the personnel was there. The instructions weren't there. Like, the, the style wasn't there. Um, and it, it was just unbelievably frustrating and and we're the team that always you know we never want to have a ton of possession we never dominate possession we're never asked to break down a low block we kind of do that so to a certain degree you know that's fine the press wasn't there i've said this twice now not a whole lot of gigging in that press um (laughs) it it was pretty empty but yeah like hop in just find where you think I feel like for me, obviously we knew there was going to be a ton of rotation. And, and I tweeted this um, yesterday from the Mecca account that oftentimes these knockout games, they come down to, to the coach. And I, I know I'm sure you guys have your thoughts on just Carnell and how we set up. But with the away goals, to me, the approach that like you take in this game is you score once, you score first. And I know it's not like analytics or so much more to the game. But you score first, it's extremely hard for Houston to even get back into that the game at all. Yep. And so to me, I, I just don't understand whether it was by design, whether it was tactics going into the game to sit in and not necessarily go for it. Like to me, I think we should have come on and go for it. You go out, you score a goal. All of a sudden, Houston is playing on the back foot. They're down two. You have that away goal. They need three to beat you essentially. Like that to me is just what we should have done. And it's even more frustrating. And, and I do know it's late in the game and we're chasing it, but we got into the game with ease. Like once we went down a goal, like we kind of got into the game and gotten a little bit of flow and started attacking with ease. And that to me as a fan is even more frustrating because to me, why not take the game in your own hands and say, let's go score a goal. Like we're already decently defensively sound enough. We typically hit from the counter anyway. Like that's just how we play. Yeah. We're expecting to not have the ball. But to me, it just didn't seem like we went for it at all. And then all of a sudden, Houston scores in the second half, and we're playing. Then all of a sudden, we need a you know we need that away goal just to just to bring it back. And it's like you're already down at that point. Not that you've already lost, but to me, that's where you kind of already have. And so the approach, whether that be Carnell, and obviously he deserves some criticism with the setup um, and and sort of the personnel we played. Injuries aside, that Houston team was very injured as well, like yeah. very 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 injured as well. And to me, that's one of those away. You can't sit there and say that the stadium was an environment that was tough to play in because there was nobody there. So why not go for it? I would have loved to see us in a knockout stage game, go try to score one or two goals, and then be able to sit in those two blocks 
and defend a little bit, but we took the exact opposite approach and it turned out to bite us in the ass. It's a, it's a microcosm of bigger things going on, isn't it? Like where you're just looking at the issues that now we've seen through three games and the latest installment was blatantly obvious of, you know, you mentioned it of just wanting to see a system. You want to see an identity. Um, can't find it. You know, I, I take us as three, uh, three lads who watch a lot of footy. I think that we can, uh, we can at least see kind of what we're trying to do um, whenever we're watching any team. And uh, well, let me back up any team. That's not us. We can pretty much figure that out, but yeah. um, it's been insanely difficult over the last three games to figure that out at all of what the, what the game plan is. And I think it's so frustrating in, in that. And in Dobes, you hit it spot on of like, you do go for, you make it difficult with the away goal. If you score, um, but to not even look like you're trying to make it dangerous at all. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And like, I mean, for the majority of the game, like Kojima looked like he couldn't find the game at all. Like Ostrock was a ghost again. That's like the third time he's seen the pitch this season in three games. And you haven't noticed a single thing that he's done. Like, it's just not good, man. And I can't even tell like Wenzel came in and put in a shift, but I can't tell if he actually put in a shift because it was a good performance or it was because everyone else was just like dreadful. And he just put in like a seven out of 10. Like, I, I don't know, man, I, I can't figure it out. This Klaus is a 10. I can't figure that out. Um, it's just it, tough. I, it, I, it's we, just tough right now. We've said it a bunch. Um, I've said it a bunch, at least, and the two striker thing makes me so angry. Um, but the I saw a quote from the Big Sam after the RSL game that he really likes being on the pitch with Klaus. He thinks they provide a great dynamic threat between the two. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I, but I like, not, not a single thing. No. Dove sent a text in at one point that that happened in the second half, and it was Klaus picking up the ball, uh, you know, wide. Really wide and a little bit deep. Inside our own half. Inside our own half. Picks his head up, bombs one to try and find Sam, and it didn't connect. We having our other nine send balls, long balls to to the the other nine. Like that, there's a there's a problem there. It's not good. That, that's an issue. Um, I I thought you made a good point about one. So I thought he played well for the circumstances. I thought he looked like he he. You know, deserved a shout to be there. I also think we only saw him have to have a decent performance because he was in it the whole time. Like totally, he was so yeah. active, and he and Nilsson played for forty four minutes. That injury hurts, brother. Um, that that one really hurts. And you know, at that point, I don't blame Carnell because he was put in a rock and a hard place there. Like we we just called up our emergency young center back to play this game no question but our other three center backs are kind of hurt too so yeah. like he he was that was tough and to have Nerwinski slide over man oh that would could have ended it there that. couldn't have ended it there I, honestly to to be fair like with the injuries we had i don't think our back four was like horrible no. like i, I no. I thought they I thought they did a job. The goal that Houston scored came off kind of a bang bang. Yes, you can say close down faster in the box and, and get a clearance or get a block. But other than that, like our back four, I don't want to say solid. Solid is definitely generous. 
fine. But they were ma- they were manageable. Like they they, they did fine. enough. They did enough, in my opinion, where we we could have won the game. I think when you look at like the performances, like Wenzel was solid. He was great on the ball. He made a, a bunch of key blocks. Um, Nerwinski is just was kind of okay, put in a tough spot, having to side in the center back. But when you look at Kojima, everything that I've seen from Kojima, whether it be preseason, whether it be Wake Forest, he's a guy that thrives in a team that has the ball, mm-hmm. like that, that keeps the ball, that can play. And he did some good moments last night where he was pressing tight and he, you know, he kind of like got to his spots. But Kojima does kind of ghost when we don't have a lot of the possession of the ball. And whether that should be his job to get on the ball and calm us down, it's very tough to say, hey, rookie, come into a knockout game where you're up a goal and calm us down. So I, it's it's very tough. It's very tough to judge performances like Klaus. I hear a lot of the fan base being like, I'm, I'm done with Klaus. I'm over Klaus, no. et cetera. I don't, I don't think he's been put in this, exactly a position to no. succeed as well. Yeah. Like I was sitting there, I was sitting on the phone with my dad earlier talking about how Klaus is making ba- like runs tracking back in our own half and trying to put in tackles and he's sprinting all over the field. I appreciate the effort, but let's not pretend like that's where this guy's going to be successful ever. Like that's just not the type of striker he is. And so we can judge him based off the performance, but I also think that comes down to coaching and putting your guys in the best spots where they can be successful. And I don't, I think you can say that about multiple guys on the field last night. They weren't put in a spot to necessarily be successful. Big Sam as well. Like those guys aren't put in a, uh, a spot to succeed. But but I, but I think like what, what I can't understand about it is like how, how, you know, like there's positionally successful and maybe like Klaus playing at the 10 doesn't make sense. You know, like we also take the most dangerous part of his game, which is like being in the box and around the box and we completely take it away. It makes zero sense. But like the formation like it it almost looks like we're not even attempting to put anything together and and i think all of that is highlighted in the first half durkin gets taken down about 30 minutes in just a normal foul like nothing crazy but literally he's on the ground and gets up and the camera pans to him perfectly yelling at carnell twice asking what the formation is twice saying what's the formation and that that's your starting center midfielder asking the coach of what the formation is like that is not that's not like a a good a good look you know like that's not acceptable um so yeah you look at these guys not being being put in the best position to succeed but i don't know like I, i just feel like again i'm a no one i'm a no one i i have some soccer experience i've just i don't think i've ever been in a situation in a game where you just need to control the ball and I haven't been like, I am one of these 11 guys. I can control the ball. Like I can put my foot on a ball. I can link up. I, you know, you can take the the game by the reins. It just, I, it's so confusing to me. Like it doesn't look like we're doing anything, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely, it's, I think that's what's the most frustrating part about, about all of it. And it's not just the fact that we got knocked out to me. That stuff happens. It's one game. You're dealing with a ton of injuries. But to me, it's the fact that we're three games in now, and all three games have gone the exact same way. We, we, did be, we, we did beat Houston in the first leg, a couple great individual moments. And even last night, same thing could have happened. Big Sam, let's not pretend like he didn't have two moments that he probably should have scored, one of the two, if not both of them. So we were in a position last night where we probably could have still advanced or, or scored. But it's like I, I say it with Man United all the time. You want to see an identity, and you want to see a style. And 
and, and just a brand of soccer. And we haven't seen that in three games. And, you know, I, we may get your little preview of New York, but that's the biggest concern to me. It's you can accept defeats. You can accept losses one way or the other. That's going to happen over the course of how long the MLS season is. But doing it in a way where there's not even even a little bit for us to be like, all right, we saw something. We can believe in it. We don't have any of that right now. So I, I don't want to, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, I guess, cut cut the cut the analysis of last night short or anything like that. But at some point we have to introduce the stat that's been floating around for at least, you know, the last two weeks, which is we've had like five wins since July. So after we get back from the league's cup performance last year, where we get knocked out, we we've won five games. Um, And when we say that there's a microcosm of bigger things going on within the organization, like, this isn't this isn't like new season. We just don't have the dogs firing yet. This is literally since the end of last year. We're still going through the same stuff. So that that's where I get a little bit like I mean, we we have our notes from the season preview episode, you know, and like I I have my notes that I have on, but like one of the things that I talked about in that is like who's on the hot seat. Like I have Carnell on my hot seat of like, yes, he just got the extension. And yes, that's like a big deal. And as I learned on that podcast, like he only had a one year deal. So we had to extend, but like, I'm not bought, bought into, I'm not bought into like what, what's going on with him. So like, it makes me nervous that like, we're going to continue this run of form, but he's going to be given this like grace period or whatever, because we had the success that we had last year. And like, we're not going to, we're, we're just going to continue this run of form and we're, we're going on and perform. And then he's locked in for another year and we're going to see this lack of identity for another two seasons. Like, I don't think we're blowing it out of proportion only three games into the season that like this is happening. I'm joining late and I can already tell you you're talking about Carnell. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, yeah. Nikki. That's that <laughs> yeah, just know in and of itself that we don't have an identity. And I'm scared as well that we gave him the green light way too early because I had question marks at the end of the year. like. We all kind of did. So, like, I, I don't know if his extension means, like, he's locked, locked in. But, like, I think he's on the hot seat. The devil's advocate is, who the hell else were we going to hire? At Very the end true. of the day. Very totally true. true. And I got, I got no one on that short list. Minnesota United hired Manchester United's assistant coach. So, yeah. I don't know. Eric Let's Ramsey, maybe. See how that goes. Yeah. I, I tell you what. Well, first, welcome, Nikki. Nikki, late welcome, edition Nick. here. Welcome. Uh, everyone had thoughts. Everyone had thoughts. Nikki, just as well. Uh, I tell you what. Sam's going to be working on that chipped finish all year. Because that's all he had to do on two separate occasions was just lift it, just get it over the guy um, who didn't, you know, not a particularly amazing keeper in my mind, Clark with the rat tail. Um, but I like, hate that guy, by the way. Man. He, he's on like my top five. It's him, the sporting so KC keeper. It's Ricky Pooch and Douglas Costa doesn't even play in the MLS anymore, but fuck that guy. <laughs> when, we, when we played them at City Park, my section was definitely giving the rat's tail like a shout the entire game, and I was laughing. I it also, did. I don't know if you guys made the comment, but like Houston Stadium was dead quiet <laughs> compared to City Park. Like 5,000 people. Laughable. Laughable the difference. Insane. I think, that, I think they exaggerated that number too. Like they, they had to have exaggerated that number. There's no there maybe 500. I, and I think th- that one of the cool things, and I mean, you guys may not think it's cool, but like, Part of sports, and it's like obviously we don't want to sit here and like just bash city, 
one of the cool part about all sports in general, being a fan is like being critical. Like we said, we're, we're armchair analysts at the same time, but I do enjoy like sort of like going back and forth with people on Twitter because people aren't satisfied. Like it's no. not just, nece- not just necessarily us, but I think the going back to like the preview we did of, of joining the, the, cha- the challenge cup, champions cup, whatever you call it. Our expectation was like, let's like try to make noise. It's our first time in, in the tournament. Carnell said that himself in, in his um, in his pregame press conference. Like, we're in this tournament. Let's go out and let's actually try to make some noise and, and do something. And, and I guess just prove that, like, not that we belong, but, like, let's go out and show out. And the performance and the way that we were set up was the exact opposite of everything he said. I do think it's kind of the combination of the players are definitely to, to blame a little bit. But I also think it's – like I've said, I'll continue to say it and be critical – just as a fan, the coach has to set them up in a position to succeed. Like he has to. And I really don't want this to get to a point where we got to last year where every single week we're guessing what the best 11 is. We're guessing what formation we should play. We're guessing what style they're going to play. And I think, yes, it may be overreactionary, even though we're a day later. But that to me as a fan, whether it's Man United, whether it be the Cardinals, whether it be the Blues, no matter who you support – like that to me is the biggest concern is that you never like you don't know what you're going to get from this team, and so fans deserve to be critical. And I'm I'm kind of happy to see it that, that a lot of people are. This was the first week on Twitter that I've seen just mass exodus. Everyone mass was exodus. pissed for sure. Everybody Everyone. was pissed. Even yeah. and, and not to I like the guys that do a lot of the in depth analysis coverage. I like Matt Baker. I like the Flower Footy guys. I good people. I don't find that they get as critical not necessarily not. for I'm a reason saying, i think we're following our lead and 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 like that's that's fine first season in my mind cool great everything's great this is so much fun this is awesome last night was the first night that they were pissed like yeah no yeah. one had a plan and someone said and i i loved the takes on some of them some of them were terrible um but others like you know whoever this guy said we we started with a new formation. We did not run a lot of two striker situations last year. We had kind of a set formation that was a little fluid. What did we do during preseason, bro? Yeah. Where, what, what where was, was if we're going to start to do tactical differences and make and set different lineups and use the strengths of our team to the way that I think Carnell is trying to do it. Nobody came away with the five games we played. Like, okay, I have a grasp on what we're doing here for sure. Nobody did. No, no. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's just tough. And I know, I know that the, the Carnell has to take responsibility for it, but I think you also have to look at, you know, Carnell can't do anything on the field w- with, with those guys, the guys, the, the players have to have the IQ to, to do the right thing, to find the right passes and they're just not doing it. So it, I don't know what the fuck was going on in preseason. I don't know what we were doing. I don't know what the plan is. Um, but also you have to look at some of those guys, man. You got to look at the the middle of the field. You got to look at like why we can't connect anything. So yeah, the mass exodus thing, I think will only continue. And oh, I, yeah. I do, I do have a feeling that if we don't like put on a show <laughs> in New York, like for New York uh, on Saturday, it's going to, it's going to get real bad. I, real I bad. made a point to Monica, my girlfriend last night, and she was, you know, I was just explaining why I was angry, which is a lot of these points. And she, I, I was like, the first season was great. Everyone had so much fun. 
but these are St. Louis fans, bro. Yeah. We're we're forgetting that we're some of the most critical. They booed Jordan Cairo after he made one poor comment about the former coach that won us a Stanley Cup. They booed him in the home stands. Like you, you forget also, that we are savages. I, I was gonna say I may have also said some pretty mean comments on Instagram and Twitter about Jordan Cairo as well. Savages. <laughs> People forget, man. People forget. I think I think the one guy, and it's similar uh, like a, as a question because I think we all know, but like not just even last night, but it's it's a funny thing to think about. Like, where would this team be without Roman Berkey? Oh like, my, god. it was so good. Like, like those those saves last night, like the the first save, the back to back save, the first save, and the one where it went right off his chest, and he, he made another one in the second half. Huge. It's like th- this guy is is coming up in big spots, at, like big spot after big spot. Did it last year as well. I can't imagine the frustration a guy like him has to have, like putting his body in the line and then not seeing that return output from the guys in front of him. That's I'm insane. Also, I'm, I'm thinking he's running our back line. Like I, I do not see any of those other guys like taking command. Like I guarantee you, Roman's calling out a lot of those calls. Has to, especially I mean, he doesn't yeah, have any other choice. And Nelson. Like I also, I also I, got worried that like low key at the end of the game, I thought he hurt his elbow when he had that oh, one save, yeah. like out, and I was like, brother, if that's another injury. Oh, Fuck me, scrap man. the season. Yeah, I, I guess to to like to to switch it a little bit on you guys. Was there anybody in your mind? And I know there wasn't a lot. Let's take Berkey out of it. But like anybody in your mind that like did have sort of a positive performance last night? Like for me, I did think Wetzel was great. Yeah. Great is probably an overstatement. That for the position he was in, I thought he handled himself fantastic. So he might be my only one. You guys you have anybody said, else? You said it. Yeah, perfectly. I think he had a great performance considering like first game into the squad. Like I was, I was impressed by him. By no means was it like an outstanding performance. But like I think sure. he did a good job. I know. I don't know who was tweeting last night from our account. Um, <laughs> yeah. but- you, you missed. You missed the beginning when Hen said it was. He was going off. I was talking yeah, about brother. About <laughs> struck being a ghost i i will say the only bits of like spark i saw offensively started and were created i thought from him like there was a couple of times he got into the box he made it down to the byline and was crossing it um back into the box and like people were mistiming their runs people were getting on the ends of them but i like there was a little bit of spark i saw when he was on the ball for there were spurts and so that's why i only made a mention into it in our group message because i thought that's how he had moments of brilliance, but by no means was there a lot of them. Like no yeah. means to take over the game or anything like that. But I did see a little bit of um, spark there. My only other guy was Markanich when he came on the field. Um, he didn't start the game. Uh, came on in the second half, and I, I think that he. I mean, I don't even know if this Dyer guy is even real um, anymore. Yeah, like dude, we haven't, haven't even seen a sniff of this guy, but. Mark is, is is really locking it down. I thought he was I thought he came on the field and made some great defensive plays and made some great attacking plays. Um Yeah. Wenzel, Markanich, I, I don't know. I thought Durkin was handed an impossible task last impossible. night. And he did okay. Um I I again, not stellar, but he he was the one that was showing fight per se like he was getting heated on tackles he was making the tackles um he was getting fouled getting up getting pissed like there there were moments where i saw him want to be that guy and and, and shift in and out of positions but uh, i i think he was handed the, the impossible task of being alone six with you know maybe kojima was next to him but, but kojima was no help I, he was chasing no. shadows for a while 
And that's not, I don't think that's a, a discredit to him. I think we've liked what we've seen, but he, he could not find the game. The game was yeah. passing him by. You remind me of that to me is that to me is it's just like uh, and I don't want to just continue to bash Carnell, but it's like Durkin and Newby and Kojima, a rookie, become your midfield two pairing guys who have maybe played a total of like 180 minutes in preseason games, like total. And they're supposed to be your two guys to like dictate the. It's just like that's the stuff to me. It's like it. it I, I said at the beginning of this podcast, guys are put in impossible positions to succeed. And as former players ourselves, like we've been in those spots where you go into a game and you don't necessarily feel good about the game. And I don't necessarily think these guys will ever come out and say we didn't feel like the way, but I can't imagine that seeing the lineup and seeing the way they're playing, that these guys like had confidence and say, we're going to go take this game. I think you could tell by the way they were playing. They didn't. Yeah. yeah there's just no, no will to win, no confidence, no anything. Like it's just, yeah, I'm still like sick about it. Like honestly, like it, we've been talking for 30 minutes now. And I'm still like, fuck that game. That sucked ass. And like, you, you better believe I'm going to be in the stands on Saturday, giving, giving the, the, the players, giving, especially giving the referee, uh, I'm just going to be yelling the entire game because I need to see a performance, man. I need something in the first four games of the season to just like be even slightly convinced that this is, this is going to work. So I will, I will, go ahead, no, 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 you're good. Oh, I was just going to say that though, it was just nice to see Yarrow and Parker both on the bench. Like yeah. to, to me that, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like sort He's of a positive, positive. The, but the fact that like Parker was like on the bench, like, of course you don't want to use him, but the fact that he may be available Saturday and like Yarrow, you saw him get banged up. The fact that he may be available, it's like with Nilsson going down, we're not necessarily in like panic mode yet. And just them right. being on the bench was a positive for me. Dude, totally. We're, we're two games away from panic mode to me. And, and I, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Straight up. I forgot I, to say no. this earlier, but it, it was, you know, you've all, you all know the feeling. You get up at 630 to watch your European team play. Because it's the early time slot, and you're kind of excited, going to be fun. And Those then are my by, favorite games, man. And absolutely. then by 8 a.m., you lose, and you are absolutely un, unfuming. <laughs> and you, and you, your weekend is over. Like, you are no yeah. longer the most fun person you were for the rest of that weekend. This had the exact same feeling of waiting up till 9.30, excited to watch my team get out there and play, <laughs> they throw out the worst performance I think I've seen since we've been a club, and I was fuming, bro. It was the same feeling, same but, shit. Paige and I have a vow to, you know, not go to bed angry. I broke that last night. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> fuck that. I don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> I'm no, mad. Literally walked in and goes, "I stayed up for it and should not have." So, yeah, hundred percent. Connor said over a year ago is. Not staying up, is not staying up for that game, and I sat there twenty minutes into the game with seventy to thirty possession, and highly contemplated going to get myself in bed. But I stayed yeah. up. I stayed up. I stayed up through it. So, you know, wrapping up the conclusion, we we're not gonna. We could sit here an hour and talk about that performance, hundred percent. But yes. we're not because. This is St. Louis. You know, there's always something better on the horizons. We're not going to be the doom and gloom cats that you've all come to know on on TikTok. And we're not out here calling for Carnell's head, although that day will be fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, What do you want to see on Saturday? Like, who do you want to see? What do you want to see out of it? Do you have a formation? 
What are your thoughts? What's going to be, what are we going to leave with Saturday night, head to the pub after and be like, I liked that. That was good. Um, if I can wave a magic wand, probably some version of a four, three, three, um, Markanich, Parker, Yarrow, Totland, Berkey, of course, I want to see a Blom, Durkin, double pivot, Leuven, I don't give a fuck if you like playing the eight or the six, don't care if you're playing the 10, like, that's what I, I was really about to say, we have to see a performance. Yeah, chart. don't care, you're playing the 10, um, and give me Klaus all the way up top, Celio on, on one side, and Indy on the other, Thor on the other, don't care. Just like give me some wingers, give me some wing play, give me some stretching of the field. Stop trying to play so narrow and let Leuven just connect. You know, don't worry about sitting deep. He's thing is when he's playing deep, he's not finding the ball anyway. So like stop worrying about it. Um that's what I want to see. Space. That's what's going on. He needs that's to what I want to see. And 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 I and I need to see some possession in the midfield. Like I I won't be able to deal with the Bruno Fernandez like fuck it sam's down there somewhere passes for 90 minutes like you you gotta show me some sort of possession for me i don't think the the 11 truthfully matters i think it's more about i i want to see whether it be in, if we want to go you know the gag and press if, if that's if that's what we built last year i want to see that not not just see it i want to see it work it doesn't have to be for 90 minutes but i want to see little spells of us be able to have some sort of style, some sort of formation that looks like it's cohesive. It looks like a unit. And I don't necessarily even care who that is because truthfully through three games with everybody, even with everybody healthy, I don't think I could still pick a best 11. Like I don't, I don't yeah. think I could. And the midfield, the back four, like Totland might be the first name on the team sheet. Other than that, those, the other three positions are up for grabs. The midfield's up for grabs. Even who are starting nine right now is up for grabs. I want to see, and this is like a very cliche, cheesy thing to say. I want to see a performance that like city fans can be proud of. And if we get that, then we're building towards something, you know, Mm -hmm. then there's something to build off of. The 11 doesn't necessarily matter. We've tried to pick the 11 and pick what we want. And Carnell will just never do that. So I just want to see some sort of performance, some sort of thing that like we can see those glimpses of, Hey, there's some positivity that we can actually build off of something. Yes. You're saying Carnell doesn't listen to our podcast. Brother, <laughs> what? That's why we Bradley, can't. Do, we can't Bradley, listen. Wild. Bradley, listen. Before two weeks, and we're calling for your head. It's, yeah. it's now's the we're time. Kind of warn you. Day sixteen of day sixteen of juggling every day on TikTok is going to be specifically dedicated to Bradley Carnell, and I'm going to I'm going to let him know. <laughs> if he, uh, we're the guys he really needs on the bench. At the end of the day, we clearly also, have a better. Like, okay, so th- this is a complete aside. Before the season started, we got two new assistant coaches. I don't know if we ever talked about this on this podcast. Two new assistant I don't, coaches. I don't think we, have... we did. What do you mean? No, I don't think we talked about it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I was like, this is not a debate, bro. Like, just look it up. So, uh, you know, people, Hackworth was promoted to technical director. We got these new assistant coaches. And before the season, I was like, okay. Maybe these guys are coming in and we're going to see some different styles of play. We're going to see this, whatever. It's been shite, brother. It's been, it's been worse. It's been shite. Yeah, it's been terrible. Worse. So, worse. Fuck worse. that. And I need to see something different on Saturday. Otherwise, otherwise we, we might see a pitch invader on Saturday for the first time in St. Louis City history. 
Put you didn't you're, suppo- you you're supposed to be my stress-free outlet, fellas. It's supposed yeah. to be. My, it's supposed to be my stress-free. I can't wait to watch City this weekend. Not it's United. Been, yeah. It's, it's been the opposite. Yeah. Henry's been vouching for the two-touch uh, uh, with with the team. He's going to get out on the field and show you guys how to pass a ball <laughs> in under two touches. I, I'm down, I think that's why they're not doing it, Hen. They're scared. They they don't want the smoke. Brother, I'm going to start calling players out one by one, and I'm going to start strategically working through that lineup. I'm like, Sam, <laughs> you're number one. I'm going to play you first. I, I know who I'm targeting in I this like a lot of our chances against two-touch against Big Sam. Well, shout-out, City. Hopefully you let us prove ourselves wrong. At some point on that, I will not be uh, playing in that competition because I will get rinsed. So um, without further ado – Thanks for tapping in to this Mecca moment. Uh, we look forward to heading back to City Park on Saturday to face NYCFC. Um, and yeah, I think we just want to see, you know, a little more effort, a little more passion, a little more fight, uh, and maybe some tactics hidden in there yeah, uh, somewhere along the way. Give me a just, tactic. Just, just sprinkle those in there for us. I, I played enough FIFA to know that you can just switch a button and it changes <laughs> how you play. It, I feel like it's got to be kind of similar in real life. Yeah. So, Something. Uh, make sure to follow us on socials. Um, check out Manscaped while you're at it. We've got the code running Mecca20 for 20% off and free shipping of your order. Uh, we are, again, still a very Manscaped pod, so do not forget them. <laughs> follow us on the socials, TikTok, Instagram. Henry's on his own journey of playing, uh, of juggling every day to maybe play a, a round of two touch with the, with the lads. Um, all power to you, buddy. Hope that happens. Hope it works Thanks, out. Bro. It'd be great. But uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, appreciate you tapping in. Thanks, lads. Cheers. Cheers.